Welcome to the Better Boards podcast series. Our mission at Better Boards is to provide proven solutions for creating more effective boards. Our evidence-based board evaluations and board development programs deliver tangible results. To fulfill our mission, we listen and give a voice to all who care about creating better boards. Every time you tune in, we'll help you to develop and reinvigorate your board know-how and practice with insights, data and practical advice. All the views expressed in our podcast are the views of our podcast partners and not those of better boards. I'm delighted that Philippe Jobert is joining me for this episode. Philippe is founder and CEO of Earth on Board, an ecosystem of sustainability actors dedicated to informing and helping boards to put sustainability at the center of the company's strategy. He is also trustee of Client Earth, senior advisor and special envoy energy and climate for the World Business Council for Sustainable Development, advisor for international development of World Energy Council, chairman of Her Royal Highness the Prince of Wales Corporate Leaders Group on Climate Change, chair of the advisory board of the Cambridge Institute for Sustainability Leadership and fellow of this institute. Philippe sits on various commercial boards and was previously president of Alstom Power and deputy chief executive officer of the Alstom Group. I'm absolutely delighted to speak with Philippe Jobert. It would be fantastic. You have a broad portfolio of board roles, of expertise. Maybe broadly describe to you your activities at board level so that our listeners have a context. Okay. For board, I mostly do two things. I, first, I sit on some boards, companies and also uh, organizations not no non-commercial organization. And second, I also work with boards through some program that we have with Cambridge to make sure that uh, we inform and we advise boards on their duties, on their new duties that came recently from, from changes that I'm sure we'll be talking about. Why is the role of a board now so important? And why do boards really need to lead? Probably you are aware that uh, we are reaching some limits that some call the planet boundaries. Without entering into too many details, the human activity, economical activity, is responsible for this impact. So we have seen in 2015, with the event of the Paris Agreement or, or the UN Sustainable Development Goals, that we are trying now to give a framework to this action from companies. And that companies, for the first time, are seeing a solution and no longer as only a problem for all these, uh, these circumstances. But we tend to have some difficulty in defining how we're going to do that. Absolutely. We are okay, companies must do things, yeah. but nobody says really how and, and more importantly, who. And then comes your question. What I am convinced of, and this is why I'm doing this, is that I have a good news for you, that we know who is responsible to steer the company in that direction. And this is the board of directors. The problem is they are not knowing it, and they are not really convinced about this. But they are responsible. Good news, this is their duty. So how does this really relate to the duties of board directors? 
Oh, very simply, because if you look at the duty of directors, and we are doing that with Cambridge Earth on Board, all over the world, whatever is the structure of the legal framework of the country, of the legal framework of the corporate law, of the legal framework of the soft law that a lot of time exists, you have always three duties. The first one is that the board of directors is responsible of taking care of the long-term interest of the company. This is very important, of the company. Nobody is talking about shareholders, ever. Company. Second, you have to be responsible of a duty of care and diligence. And third, you have to make sure that your external communication is fair and equilibrated for all stakeholders. So if you take care, if you take back now, come back to each of them, be responsible of the long-term interest of the company means what? First, that you have to understand the purpose of your corporation. No company have been ever created just to make money. We tend to think that now this is the case because the financial market hijacked very wisely and cleverly the world of the company. But this is not why we have created. We always have been created for a purpose. And then we have to make money for sure because we have to survive and grow. But this is a, a consequence of your activity. This is not your goal for number one purpose. Second, you don't work for shareholders. Shareholders own shares, not the company. So you have to work for stakeholders. So you have to understand your stakeholders. And what the second good news is, board is the only body in the whole governance of a company that has the credibility and the duty to know the stakeholders, to listen to them, and to make sure that we evaluate the impact, both negative and positive, of the activity of the company. And this is at the board level that all this happens. Second, care and diligence. What has changed in 2015? Very simply, that you cannot say that you don't know. And for the board, this changed fundamentally their responsibility. Because board directors, they don't need or they cannot be specialists of everything. They have to make good common sense decisions. And today, you cannot say that you don't know that the climate is in trouble. You cannot say that you don't know that biodiversity is in trouble. So you have to take that into consideration in your role of directors. As I say sometimes, you can be president of the United States and climate-sceptic because one day you stand up and you say, hey, people, I don't believe in climate change. Vote for me. And they have voted for him. So he has the credibility. But the director cannot be climate-sceptic because if he is climate-sceptic, he will make wrong decisions for the company. And he will put the company in risk territory or miss opportunities. So this second duty has fundamentally changed in 2015 and boards tend not to look at it. And this is, they are in breach of their duty. They are negligent. A board that today approved an investment in a carbonate, a carbonate, heavy carbonized assets without putting a price of CO2 in the discounted cash flow is negligent. It's not a mistake, it's negligent. And the third duty is the what TCFD has reglemented now for climate, is you have to communicate externally in a fair way. And plenty of boards are starting to have trouble with this.
So the duties of board directors is of course a huge, huge topic. Have we seen that any board member was taken to court for not taking it? Yes, a plenty of case. You have uh, the most obvious, and last week, the board of Vale do Rio Doce, the, the Brazilian company that had some trouble with the dams that break and kill some people, have been indicted, very simply. And uh, this is because he knew. And if he didn't know, he should have known. Boards have the responsibility to ask the question. They can not get the answer they want, but they need to ask the question. This is their duty. So you have this case. But you have plenty of others. Low in the number of titles that you have seen. I am also trustee of a company called Client Earth, which is a company working on this area of law. Law is moving very fast because I suppose it's the nature of the human organization. When you see something changing, we make a, a, a new regulation. And if you, look, <laughs> if you look at the number of regulations that are coming now on this environmental aspect, it's amazing. Can you maybe highlight to our listeners some of the changes that are on the horizon that we can expect in the next 12 months? I think you can, in terms of law or in terms of regulation, I think probably the result of uh, the, the responsibility on extreme weather events is moving, I think, number one. The responsibility on the supply chain is also reinforcing everywhere. And probably the responsibility of the use of your product is also something that uh, we will have to consider better. Another thing which is important also, perhaps, you know, in the business model, when we, we start a conversation, you say, business has to change. True. When I am a former CEO, and I know when I had a business which was not going well, you have to look at risk, opportunity, and resources to turn around the business. New risks are everywhere now. We just talk about one of them, but uh, you yeah. have the physical risk, you have the legal risk, you have the reputation risk, you have plenty of risks that uh, TCFD have, have very well presented. New opportunities are everywhere also. I am a former CEO of a, comp of a company in energy, and in less than 10 years, we move from a fossil fuel-based production of electricity to a 100% renewable production of electricity in five or ten years, which is incredibly speedy. But there is something that we are seeing now. The human resources are moving. You will not get a talent in your company if you cannot prove that you have understood that the world is moving in that direction. And this is also a full responsibility of the board. Because if the board is not able to ask to the management, what are you doing to keep your talent? Is not is negligent again. He should not wait. Perhaps to summarize all what I have just said is, board should fulfill their duty now. They have to stop to be the chamber of registration of decision of the CEO. They have to challenge the CEO and they have to guide the CEO and management action. They cannot wait anymore. So. I very often hear, you know, when I speak with board members behind closed doors, and this was a subject also of, of other podcasts, how difficult it is for board members, particularly new board members, or let's say younger board members who have maybe their first board role, mm -hmm. 
who are a different generation, a new generation coming in, it's very difficult for them actually to speak up. Because it's, well, let's face it, it's difficult, particularly if you have a well-known chairman on the board, you realize very quickly when you sit in these boardrooms the power dynamics. So how do people do this? What would you say? How do, particularly the young generation, who has now the first roles on boards, what can they do? I will change the question in what can they do and what they must do. Because if you sit at the board, you accept the responsibility. You cannot just sit at the board for being at the board. You have a duty and you have a role, and it's a very important role. Second, the board is the only body in a company that is joint and several. Means what? It means that if you don't agree and you don't say it, you are bound by the decision. So it's even a matter of precaution that if you don't agree what is decided or, or discussed, you have to say it and make sure that it's in the minutes. If not, you are bound by your decision. So you have no choice when you sit at the board. You have to take your responsibility. So any practical tips how people can do this? Because what I heard very often in private conversations is nobody really wants to rock the boat. They hear something, they don't like what they hear, but they don't feel that they can really step up. They don't feel powerful enough against these dynamics. They have to be prepared to lose their share, that's for sure, because uh, you are not here to, as I said, you are not a chamber for registering decisions already made. You are the place in the company where all this has to be discussed, evaluated, with very different criteria that the management can do. You have to discuss things that are grey. There is no black and white. They are always difficult. And at the end of the day, you have to listen to your own values, what you really feel, what you really think. Piece of advice, you have to work a lot. It's a lot of work to be on the board. It's not just two or three hours. You have to work a lot. You have to take the information before. You have to refuse to sit at a board that just received the information the night before with 50 pages. This is the first thing you have to do. You cannot work under pressure, except when it's a crisis, and this, but it's not all the boards that are in crisis. So yeah, you have a certain number of precautions to make. I used to say that if you want to be a, what we call an earth-competent board, you have to respect a certain number of criteria. The first one is you have to have the right organization. You have to test. So basically, before accepting a seat on the board, they should test. Does this really align with my values? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. And then after, in the way the board works, you have to make sure. But again, a board is joint and several. So whatever sits in this table, you don't need to, to be uh, aggressive or make a scandal. You just go and talk to the chair after the meeting and say, chair, we cannot continue like this. This is not the way we can work. We cannot receive the document half an hour before the meetings, number one. Number two, I don't know what we're going to do during the year. We need a plan. We need to forecast where we're going to spend. Because you used a term previously about urgency, emergency, overwhelming. We have so many work already. One more. No, board is absolutely mastering the way they spend their time. 
So how can individual board directors really lead the progress? What specifically can they do? So you encourage them very, very strongly <laughs> that they need to challenge, that Absolutely. they need to look for the conversations outside of the boardroom to influence. Yes. What else can they do? As we said, they have to make their own work. So they are not specialists, but they, after a few months, they should know more or less what's happening in the company, what is happening in the market, to be meaningful in the conversation. So it's a lot of work. And second, I think to be very clear, they have to understand, the, as you say, the power dynamics in a board. It's a lot of opportunity in reality. You can see that as a threat to your freedom of, of discussion, but it's a lot of opportunity. You have to understand how a group works. Great. Thank you so much for your insights. As a note for your diary, new episodes are available every first and third Thursday of the month. Subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts to never miss an episode. We love to hear from you. If you would like to contribute to a future podcast or attend our popular breakfast conversations and receive regular updates on our activities, you can reach us on info at better-boards.com. Better-boards.